Welcome to the Heart and Liver Podcast. A podcast about two guys spilling their guts about God, life, and fatherhood. So today we're going to talk about secrets we thought our parents would freak out about, but they didn't. <laughs> and basically, what we want you to know is don't worry, you can talk to us. Because we've been in your shoes, been a teenager, we've been a college student, um, we've done stupid stuff that we thought our parents would freak out about. We've done stuff that we still haven't told our parents about. <laughs> and uh, we're going to share some of those and and then try to equip you um, because, uh, well, for me, I don't want um, the experience that I had with my parents. I don't want to, I want, I do not want that repeated. I want to be able to have a relationship with, you so that I don't have to, you don't have to worry about talking. My, uh, my sentiment as well. I remember growing up and, uh, your, my parents did not approve of somebody I was dating. And then I, I resented that. And then I had another relationship after that. Of course, that relationship, they were right. Um, and I will never admit that to their face that they were right, but they were right. And then, um, I dated somebody else and I really wanted to talk to him about it, but I was too proud to talk about the second person and to be able to say, what do you think of this individual? But it would have been nice to actually have that conversation with them instead of just, and, and the reason, reason being is that with my, with our parents, they wanted the same things that we wanted in the end. They wanted us to have a godly spouse, somebody that was a Christian that was, uh, good for us because they knew us, but we couldn't have that conversation because there was some, you know, pride uh, stuck in the way or um, shame was stuck in the way. Were you going to share your embarrassing story about how you didn't want to, you thought your parent would freak out about something, but they didn't? So I was driving, I mean, this was in high school, so I was driving myself to and from school. And so there was a board on the road and I was trying to get the car to go in the middle right over the board and I made a mistake in judgment on where the board was and that the board anyway so it hit the tire and hobbled my way home and we took it took it to the mechanic and the mechanic's like how in the world did you get this tire off the rim <laughs> it was, <laughs> um, and so I was really nervous and so I, I mean I had to tell him I hit the board and but I know my dad, he just wanted to, you know, get it fixed. I don't remember a big reaction about that. Did they ever have a big reaction when you you brought home grades or anything like that? Grades? I don't remember. I, I remember I, when I was in high school, I was not, I was on the honor roll. But then when I got to college, my first semester of grades tanked. Like it was like a 3.7. And then my first semester at college was like 2.14. And my academic advisor assumed that I was, I'm being careless. And, mm. and so I, he, he called me into his office and he railed me out about my grades. 
And, and I was like, I'm trying. This is really hard. And I remember calling home and I never got a react. You know, I thought they would just rail me to the wall because my grades weren't the, the, what they were in high school, but they didn't. There was, a, I, there was support from both, both my, my, our, your grandma and grandpa. So it was just my own, my own shame that thought, man, they're going to, they're going to do something. And they reacted completely differently because they knew me. And they wanted what was best for okay. me, I guess. That's good. Yeah, empathized. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what are some reasons that you think a kid might want to hide something, John? <laughs> because it's wrong. <laughs> I did something wrong. <laughs> yeah, Adam like, and Eve running away in the garden. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, in this case, it was driving too fast and coming up at an intersection too fast and having to slam on the brakes and almost hitting a car and, you know, you're just kind of like sitting there while your heart is racing and kind of trying to catch up and then you you continue on your way. But yeah. So it was, I mean, it was wrong. Mm -hmm. I was going too fast. So that's why I didn't ever tell them about it. Sometimes we don't know that we could talk about it. Like our, do our parents know about this problem? Our, you know, we think in our heads, well, they don't, wouldn't understand. They wouldn't, uh, they don't know what it's like to be me. And, and as, as you get older, sometimes you realize your parents are aware of more things than you think because they just don't talk about it. You know, I think about our kids and current events, like we never talked about current events until COVID hit. And mm. suddenly they're like, oh, you guys have opinions on these things? You know, it's like, yeah, we have opinions, you know, <laughs> but before then we just didn't share it because it just wasn't a thing. So sometimes it's our parents' fault, us as parents saying, we're not sharing this with you so that you know that we actually think about these things or that we actually understand about these issues. And so sometimes just breaking the ice, a kid might not mm-hmm. want to hide something because they didn't know that they could talk about it. There's another fear that you, our kids, might have about not telling us something is that we don't value whatever your struggle or your point of view. Or I think that kind of gets to what we're going to talk about later about the communication that you're right. I guess you're, you're, you're right to feel that way. Um, that yes, if we don't talk, if we don't, if we as parents don't talk and explain where we're coming from, and if we don't as parents listen to you, that yeah, you have that the fear of us not understanding is real. Because yeah, because we we're help. sinful human beings. Like because we can misunderstand. Right, yeah. yeah, is that right. what you're saying? And so we. And that we want, we want the open dialogue. Here's here's an example that just recently happened with uh, Caroline and I. So she at, earlier in this is in the morning, so she's trying to get ready to go to work. So a lot of stuff's happening. Um, and she's like, "Hey, would you like to go out for ice cream with me after she gets done with Bernard's?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure, that'd be great." And so then. Later, as it gets closer for her leaving, I was like, okay, I need to leave now to go to my appointment. You need to leave to go to work. And then she's like, 
oh, I thought you were taking me to work. Like, no, I can't take you to work because of my appointment. It's at the same time as mm-hmm. getting you to work. She's like, okay. And then she texted and she said, don't worry. We don't have to do the ice cream social at work. I don't want to go out again once I come home. And I was like, oh, okay. And then a little while later, she texted and said, no, I really want to. Sorry, it's my fault. I really want to do ice cream after work. Okay. So then later, after I mean, she can't really talk because she's at work. So I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, whatever. Keep changing her mind. She's like, no, she was really mad at me. In the morning, and I was like, "What? What did I do?" She's like, "Because," and she realized that she was wrong mm-hmm. in her assumptions. It took a while for her uh, during her sh- Menard shift for it to click. But so her logic was that the ice cream date would only work if I drove her and dropped her off at work at Menards, and then went back and at the end of the shift, I would pick her up and we would go right from there to the ice cream place. And then because it didn't work out in the morning for the timing, she thought I didn't want to go to get ice cream with her. And that was not the case at all. I was just trying to get to my appointment. She was trying to get to hers. Or, you know. Mm-hmm. And so once she realized that it was just a logistic thing and it wasn't a desire. anything to do. Yeah, it didn't have anything to do with me wanting or not wanting to go out for ice cream. Then she's like, oh, okay, I got that wrong. And so then when we actually did go out for ice cream, she was like, thank you, thank you so much for coming out with me. I really need this time together with you. And I was like, okay. (laughs) I was was like, and then she explained the whole thing. And then I was like, oh, okay, you thought that I was opposed to this. And I was like, no, no, no. That's all that communication thing, how important it is that the fear of being misunderstood is real mm-hmm. and it affects us and we can overcome it by communicating with each other and sharing our feelings and our thoughts. That's an excellent point. We are not perfect communicators. Uh, another reason why a kid might want to hide something, will they ex- respect me if I share it? You know, like if they, they knew this about me, would they, would I lose the respect I had with my, my parents or will that, will they not be proud of me or if, if our relationship will be permanently damaged because they know this? Oh no, I think that's a real fear. Yeah. I, and it's kind of like a fear of embarrassment slash pride. Like I built this mm-hmm. relationship with my parents and I don't want them to know that I'm made a mistake or that I, I need their help. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would think about that's with my earlier example with 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 dating a girl, and you, if I share that they were right, you know, I just don't want to share. I just don't want that communication going back and forth. But how much better my relationship might have been with my parents had I said, you know what, you are right, and for myself to say, my parents really aren't trying to push a person, an individual on me. They're they're just looking out for me. That's that's all it is. Yes. Um what what else? You got another one? Oh, how about uh you don't want parents to do something about it? <laughs> <laughs> you know, whether Yeah. <laughs> right. Where 
I remember in high school, so this is early high school before I was driving, I had to take the bus and didn't have a good time on the bus. Mm-hmm. And I would tell the parents about it and then they would call either the bus company or the school and complain. And I was like, no, I don't want to. Like, I don't want to get me in trouble or to get other kids in trouble. Right. It brings an unstable element to a very stressful yeah. situation. So I think like and to counteract that, like what I did, like that only happened to me once. And I never did it again because I didn't want the same result. Right. So then – I ended up sharing less with my parents. And so what I want to say to our kids is I I want, like, I want you to be able to be comfortable to share something with me and to tell me, I don't want you to do anything about it. I just want you to listen. You have our permission. Yeah. You have our permission to say that. Right. Right. And, and, Trust that we will honor that because we we're, we've been in that those that same situation where we wanted to share something we wanted advice maybe we just wanted support but we didn't want you to or you could, go ahead right or maybe you come up with some code words like remember the bus dad <laughs> yeah <laughs> before I tell you something I want you to remember that time when you <laughs> I remember that it was uh. I didn't make the choir one year. Like there was a traveling choir and I didn't make it. I tried out. And I know that my, I think it was my, our mom called the mm-hmm. choir director. And it was like mm-hmm. that, you know, that brought an unstable. I don't know if I don't actually, my memory is probably shaking. I'm not sure if she did or not. I just was in my head. She was capable of doing something like that. Like that was in my head. Uh-huh. So yeah. I didn't want to, share that I didn't make the choir. Yep. In that so way. So embarrassing because- story for me. Yeah. On that same note was I was driving, learning how to do stick shift. I was trying to pass a car. I was on JJ in the Collins swamp mm-hmm. trying to pass a car. <laughs> and, and do you remember this story? Is that the one where you you should have shifted down, but you kept it in fourth gear and it took forever to pass the car? It took forever, and the oncoming car had to pull on the shoulder so it wouldn't hit me. Uh huh. Except that oncoming car was a cop. <laughs> <laughs> so he does a Yui and <laughs> turns on his lights and uh. Was it was it like yeah. a no passing zone or something? Or no, oh. I, I it yeah. just it. You're right. It took too long for me to pass the car. So I was in the lane too long. So then he had to pull on the shoulder to go around me because it was like, you know, three cars on a two lane road. And so then, of course, he was reaming me out and going to give me a ticket, which was right, you know. And mom was going to get out and give him a piece of her mind. my case. Uh-huh. Yeah. And she did. She so or that, didn't that she? was embarrassing. Yeah, that was embarrassing. Yeah. It was embarrassing. Yeah. So learn from our mistakes. We've learned from our mistakes. Sometimes. <laughs> right. You know, and then as, we're, we're also learning. So our teenage mistakes is helping influence us as parents now. 
So trust us. You can you can give us those uh, code words like like John was saying. Remember the bus. <laughs> Remember the cop and JJ. So we want you to share things, and we want to be a part of your world, and we will respect it. And you can mm-hmm. trust that we will respect your your desire for us not to do something about it. I have to be reminded. Like, if you want to come and talk to me and say, I just want you to listen. Or if there's something where you're like, you know what? I don't know what to do. Need your help. To start, you know, to preface that. Or if I start to give advice, you're like, no, I'm not ready for that right now. And that's okay. Yeah, the main thing is you want to be there for them. Yeah. And support them. Yeah. Um, the ultimate reason why we don't want to share something with somebody else, whether that be our spouse or whether that be our parents or whether that be our kids is because we have a sinful nature. We have, uh, a part of us that wants to drive a wedge between relationships. Um, God, the devil knows that God has put us in these wonderful relationships, such as a family. He's given us, well, for, uh, John and I, we have wonderful spouses that are Christians. And Satan would want nothing less than for a wedge to be driven between us or God has blessed us with children and Satan would want nothing more than a wedge between Christian parents and their Christian children. So, um, that's the ultimate reason. And so, and for, because of that, they'll want to keep things hidden. They'll want to, to eat or, um, that you would stay in your guilt. Or your shame that you're not going to talk to your your parents and you're just going to sit there in the shame when your parents could be the people that are announcing God's forgiveness to you. Uh, parents could be the people that would say, "Let's let's go to the Lord and pray about this. Let's um let's deal with this together. Let's think this through together. Let's go to God's word mm-hmm. so that things are in the open." Before the um before we started recording, you were talking about the prodigal son and the insights you learned. Yeah, it was interesting. Yeah, the um, prodigal son, the the younger son. It, it's a f- very familiar story, and it's a familiar story because it's good. The father, <laughs> if you think of it from the father's point of view, the father is strict. He's disciplined, and the younger son doesn't like it. So he wants the inheritance, and he wants to go far away. He wants to hide from his father. Because he wants to do certain things, whatever they are. The Bible says they're reckless living. So we assume it's bad things. We just don't know. But the main point is he wants to be away from his father, who is strict. But then when the father, when the son is away and he squanders all of it, then he remembers, yeah, my father was strict and disciplined, but he's also gracious and generous and charitable, even for the lowest servant. So that's what he he comes back on. The older son, older son, the one is out there working. He's still trying to please his father. He's still trying to think, if I do this, then my father will be happy with me, or he'll he'll be proud of me. And he's also focused on the father being strict and disciplined and having a moral code and values. He's also resentful of that. So uh, the father still has to go out to him and. Plead his case, you know, come back and, and, and join in the f- celebration because your brother who yeah. was dead, right? He was dead to me. Now he's alive. 
uh, he had done something that was wrong, but he repented, and now I, I have forgiven him. This is the wonderful, generous thing that I'm going to do because that's who I am. And he says to his older son, everything I have is yours. You are always with me. You don't have to earn my love or my respect. Uh, this generosity goes to your, in your direction too. And I think for, um, for that, that was just a, a, a neat reminder of how, uh, sin separates us from our parents. But then what brings us back is forgiveness. What brings us back into the fold, what keeps us together as a family is yes, both the values, but also the forgiveness. Yeah. The unconditional love of God is we're, we are as parents, you and I are imperfectly trying to share that unconditional love with our kids, but know that that's at the root. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well said. All right. So let's close off the show. You think? You ready to close it off with yeah, some advice? I think it's good. Oh, oh, advice? Advice. <laughs> uh, well, you uh, just sum. Let's just summarize the advice. The I liked how you said mm-hmm. always preface your subject. You know, I just want you to listen, Dad, or I just need help here. What do you think? Mm-hmm. You talked about the crazy cycle. Yeah, like, like the, uh, <laughs> well, Crazy Cycle is a book, is from a book that you had recommended to me, uh, called Love and Respect, where in a marriage relationship, if mm-hmm. you're not, uh, communicating how, you actually have to learn how to communicate to your spouse how you're receiving something. So, and it's not perfect <laughs> because we're, we're right. sinful human beings. We don't always understand what the other person is saying, like you were saying with your, uh, incident with the ice cream and, and, and Carol Ann, mm-hmm. where, Sometimes you will react to something that your spouse says and it, it escalates the situation. It's called the crazy cycle. Like it just gets worse and worse. Uh, they say something that, that you get upset about and then you get upset because they're upset and then it just bios out of control. Well, the way to break that crazy cycle is to identify, tell your spouse or tell your parents, uh, your comments are making me feel this way. You're saying this. You have an angry tone of voice to me. And, and then the, the other spouse says, Oh, I didn't realize that. Or the other, other person says, No, I'm not angry. And it diffuses. Or, yeah. Go ahead. Yes, I am. <laughs> yes, I am. But then you, <laughs> then you, then, but then you, you admit it, you know, you, then you know where you are. Yeah. Right. Right. And then you can stop the crazy cycle from getting worse. Yes. Because you know, okay, I'm angry right now and you're angry right now. Why? You know, what is the issues? Yeah, it gives you an ability to step outside of the situation instead of being an active right. participant. Yeah. yeah. Uh that's huge. With my relationship with Kelly, it's the same way. We've got to have we have hand signals that we use to to let each other know, "Hey, this is making me feel this way." Or um I'm just I'm just thinking here. I'm just, I'm not telling you what to do and and because it mm-hmm. is so easy uh, sin is such a deceitful thing that will drive a wedge between people who love each other. Yep. And that's, that's, that's what it wants. Sin wants the crazy cycle to succeed because they want the separation. So identify your feelings and share it while you're in a conversation. I also struggle a lot with, like, struggle isn't the right word, but I work hard at while the situation is happening, 
trying to capture my thoughts and identify what my thoughts are about and saying, okay, I'm, I feel anger inside. Why? Where is this coming from? What is bothering me? And if you, even if you don't know, just to say it, I feel angry and I don't know why. And I need some time mm-hmm. just to think and then to come back. Yeah. So we began the show by saying, don't worry. You can talk to us. Don't worry. You can tell us why, because we love you. Uh, you can tell us why, because we are there for you. Uh, why? Because we want you to succeed and be the best uh, Christian uh, in the world. Uh, we're here to help you and we're not perfect. We are open to correction and we hope you are the same. 